0: into the me, to this. It's Monday, the 11th of October. Welcome to Afternoon
1: Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee, how are you? You are free at last, my friend. It is Freedom Day, Timmy. It's Freedom Day. And uh, yeah, we're out of lockdown, mate. And um, come 12.01 today, I might have a nice little cold schooner off the tap, I reckon.
0: you're going to hang on that long? (laughs) There were guys at at the rocks at midnight. Today on the show, we've got heaps of stuff. Tyson Fury knocks out Deontay Wilder. What a fight that was. England, name a full-strength squad. And what about all the drama in the rugby league? Now, there's nothing like a healthy Head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde, flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own.
1: Yes, Timmy, as they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called main hair care.
0: Oh, main hair
1: care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate, specialized men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth.
0: Oh, it's a fantastic product, it really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane.
1: Yep, not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main hair care, I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M A N E, mainhaircare.com.
0: Now, Shane, this was quite a match, wasn't it? It was a flashback to the old days. When I say match, I mean a boxing match to Muhammad Ali, to Foreman, to all these great fights, the rumble in the jungle, the thriller in Manila. It was Tyson Fury knocking out Deontay
1: Wilder. Yep, and Tyson Fury now is up there with one one of the all-time greats. Uh, What a a really brilliant fight, as you said, Timmy. Um, Tyson Fury, he was knocked down twice himself uh, in the fourth round. But by the 11th round, he knocked out Deontay Wilder, who wouldn't even rec- um, give him any recognition post-fight, and um, he looked very, very disappointed himself. But, yeah, uh, Tyson Fury, mate, he'll go down right now as one of the greats and continue to do so. That's 31 fights without a loss. Could you imagine being hit like that? No, and mm. I think Tyson Fury was actually toying with him a bit too um, throughout some of the fight, but uh, a very, very strong man. He had the, had the weight advantage. But they no, yeah, knocked him out in the 11th round, and um, he, he's going to go on to become one of the greats, I think. Yeah, what about it? Okay, let's get on to cricket, because uh, England, they've named a strong squad.
0: The strongest squad they possibly could, really, with who's available.
1: Yep, uh, very, very strong squad. No Ben Stokes, unfortunately, due to injury. But Joe Root captains the side with Josh Butler in vice-captain. Uh, Burns, Milan, uh, Hamid, Crawley, um make up the sort of top order. Their the bowlers are, are, are very, very steady, although the bowlers haven't had a lot of success out here. Anderson, Broad, Ward, who's got some serious pace, Overton's a tall right armour, um, and Ollie Richardson as well. Uh, the two spinners um, are Jack Leach um, and Bess. So they bring a very, very um, talented squad there, all have played test cricket, um, all with some very, very good performances under their belt. But coming under Australian conditions is a very, very different story.
0: Yeah, an ageing bowling lineup too. Very much an ageing. At their best in England, unbelievable. Now, an extraordinary dismissal for Meg Lanning. Of course, it was the third game, Australia versus India. Australia went on to win it. They'd already obviously won the series in the game prior. But she smashed this ball for four, but in the process, whacked the wickets down. I haven't seen that for a while.
1: No, you haven't seen it, Timmy. And um, you're seeing a little, little bit more these days in T20 matches when players are trying to get right. Back in the crease and play square of the wicket, and um, yeah, Meg Lanning she would be really disappointed with that. Although she's captained the side to a great series win already, um, personally with the bat, she's been quite disappointing this series.
0: Now, uh, what about that ball from the Indian swing bowler? Did you see it? The the in swinger that sort of virtually started outside or, or, or outside, basically would have been a wide, and it's come straight in, and Elisa Healy cleaned her up.
1: Yeah, it's one of the best in swingers I've ever seen in both uh, female and male cricket. Um, Shikar Pandey is, is the girl's name, and she bowled it. As you said, Timmy, it almost seemed to pitch around a sixth stump line um, and came back. Alyssa Healy tried to cut the ball and hit the top of off stump. It was a, a magnificent in-swing. They call it the ball of the century in female cricket.
0: Yeah, I looked. It looked like one of those two-piece balls, you know how the two-piece yeah. balls used to get them to swing all over the joint, and obviously the four pieces don't usually swing that much. But that just drifted. It must have been a combination of the humidity, the conditions, and obviously she's a. I saw a swing, a few other balls off the wicket, which weren't as good. But um, yeah, that just worked. Obviously, Shane Warren had the ball of last century when he took out Mike mm. Gadding, and he's in the in the press again. Of course, he's coming out blowing up about having to go into quarantine in Melbourne, but he's. Come <laughs> out also and said that uh, he's happy with the gender neutral cricket terminology,
1: so calling. Uh, play as batters rather than batsmen. That's where Warnie's good. I think um, he is one to um, you know, get with the times. And um, yeah, look, I think I think we all agree with this. I think it, sh- it should be gender neutral. And um, to move forward in the game of cricket to be totally inclusive. So, and even Warney's involved with that, which is fantastic.
0: Now let's have a look at this rugby league. Craig Bellamy has finally broken his silence on the the white powder scandal, where of course <laughs> Munster and,
1: uh, and, and 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 Brandon Smith. He has, um, and. I think we could have predicted what Craig Bellamy was going to say. Obviously, he's clearly disappointed with the guy's actions, but said he will um, be uh, fully supporting him through through this issue. And um, I think that's why he's been a great coach. He's very, very um, supportive of his players, um, even though they've done the wrong thing here. He'll he'll get around them and, and get the best of them for next year.
0: Nathan Cleary is a cracking footballer, but boy, he can find some trouble on the edges, can't he? Like, whether it's those illegal TikTok dances in one of the lockdowns prior, uh, these things that just keep sort of cropping up. And now, and look, no one's saying that he knew about this, but three of his mates apparently jumped the border to get to the grand final. They're all fined just over $4,000 each. But the NRL integrity unit want to talk to Nathan Cleary about this situation. He's always finding a little bit of trouble, isn't he?
1: Yeah, but like it's not his fault that his mates breached COVID um, things. No. And um, look, and yeah, I think, you know, they've probably been mates since school and they, they want to see him potentially win his first grand final, which he did. Um but, yeah, I don't see the reason why talking to him and his mates is going to do any good here. They've already been fined $4,000 each. That's an expensive ticket to the footy.
0: Yeah, and look, if you break down what's, what he's done, he hasn't really done yep. much over the years. I think that maybe it's because of who he is and his dad's the yep. coach that, you know, many people just zero in on him um, because any experience I've had with him, I find him a really uh, good, mm. decent young man and obviously a fantastic footballer. Uh, what about this whole Bennett... South Broncos thing?
1: This goes back to 2018 um, when Wayne Bennett was replaced by Anthony Seabold um, at the Broncos. Uh, they started a smear campaign the Broncos did on Wayne Bennett and basically said to South that, that Wayne Bennett was so old, the reason he got sacked, he needs a bed in his office. And it's been now revealed that the bed was actually for his special needs son, um, Justin. So it's a pretty, pretty poor act, if that's true, by the Broncos. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, look. If that was and it did happen, that is absolutely despicable yeah. behaviour. Despicable behaviour, yep. no question mm. about that. I um, but to change the subject slightly, I, I find Wayne Bennett um not not in this instance, maybe walk away from this instance, but boy, oh boy, he mm. does manipulate situations and scenes, and he says the words <laughs> he want, wants to say at the right time to the right people. Um, yeah, there's there's another book to be written about him and the manner in which he just <laughs> plays the media, the people, the football. You go talk to many of the players that played for him. They don't like him. He's, um, he's a very interesting species. Uh, now, Dustin Martin, is he the best
1: Tiger of all time? What a rap this is um, from Barry Richardson, who was a three-time premiership player himself. You look at the greats from, from Tigerland, mate. You've got Royce Hart, um, Francis Burke, uh, Ian Stewart, yep, and, and Kevin Bartlett, um, some of the biggest names. And, and Barry Richardson said he didn't ever think he would say this, but he said Dustin Martin is the greatest Tiger of all time. And I have to agree with him. Um, not that I saw a lot of those guys. I've seen old footage. But the way he's played in every final um, to be best on ground um, he has to go down as one of the all-time greats. It'd be interesting to see how he he bounces back from this year, Timmy, because um, due to injury and and the Tigers not playing that well this year, it'd be interesting to see how he bounces back. Because if he does, he'll be undeniably the best player ever.
0: Yeah, that grand final in Brisbane last year, I thought he was just phenomenal and it wouldn't have mattered where or how he kicked it. He could have kicked it off his knee and it was going to go straight between the middle where everyone else couldn't get it done. Yeah, what a player he is. Now, what about Daniel Ricciardo's pad in Beverly Hills? I tell you what, they get paid a lot of money uh,
1: to drive these cars, don't they? I know there's danger involved. Well, Daniel Ricciardo, he's got a beautiful big mansion in Perth. He's got a place, I think, in Monaco, um, in the south of France. And he's just sort of, it might add to his little property portfolio, he's bought an 18.4 million dollar mansion in LA. Now I could have all the money in the world and I wouldn't live in LA, mate. That is a hole of a joint. I'll tell you that right now. Not bad to visit though, Sean. What is it? <laughs> is a it, is it the it's <laughs> a very good place to visit, <laughs> Tim, but I wouldn't want to be living there and, and shelling out eighteen million dollars on a on a place that's built on an Andreas Fault and burns down half the time of the year. Yeah, it's a whole I of a suppose joint. if you
0: had the money, he has where you just take it out of your ashtray from the McLaren and just sprinkle it over the top of my property. He's probably got <laughs> joints it. everywhere. Now, um, the Everest, it's on this Saturday at Royal Ramwick. They're expecting a crowd of 5,000, if not a little more. They'll have to wait and see on that. We had uh, Coolmore come out on Sky News on Racing Dreams on Saturday and announce Home Affairs is going to race for them. So there's only two slots left. But it's interesting, there's a bit of promotion going on this week, including a match race today, and we've seen a few of these, haven't we, where a sprinter's gone up against a trotter or a greyhound. Mm. It's um, it's Huey Bowman on Lost and Running up against uh, Rowan Browning, the Australian
1: sprinter. Yes, Rowan Browning. Well, let's see how he goes, but I'm pretty, pretty sure he won't beat a horse <laughs> as far as I know. But um, just speaking to my mate, Corey Pearson, who works in the horse racing Peaches. industry, Peaches Pearson, Now he was saying that um, how excited they are. Uh, particularly for the for the punters to have be able to go back to the race course so uh, there's a lot of anticipation here, mate. They've been cooped up, the punters, and they want to get out there and see some uh, some horse flesh in in person. Yeah, it's a cracking race, the Everest. It's only been around since 2017.
0: And you look at it, it's the richest race on turf anywhere in the world, worth $15 million. Hard to pick a winner when you've got some horses like Nature Strip and Eduardo and Mars Crusader. It's going to be a cracking race. That is at Royal Randwick mm. this Saturday. Now, what about you Winding the clock back to your own broom-broom days? Now, we mentioned Daniel <laughs> Ricardo. He's made all this money and bought this massive mansion in in uh, Beverly Hills or wherever it is in Los Angeles. W- what happened the day that
1: you got in a race car? Well, I was lucky enough to I got called up to the end of the 19, 1997 Ashes uh, Tour in England. Um, we got to go to Brands Hatch when they were actually still racing there. Um, and I know Michael Slater at this period of time was really excited. So I was warning their big, big rev heads. Um, and we got to drive a BMW touring car around um, with a, a, a guy marking us in the front seat. Um, we could go as fast as we could. And basically, um, they gave us a report card at the end. Mine said, I got good for the lines through the corners. I got good for cornering, and I got poor for speed. <laughs> I wasn't going very fast, Jim, so I was never going to buy an $18.4 million from uh, from uh, from my race efforts. But, uh, yeah, Slats and morning went around at a really, really good pace.
0: You went down slow. I remember doing that first cricket show story on you with your surfboard and your BMW, and you were coming down the hill with your ball. You were actually pushing it. You must have... Uh must have slowed
1: down. <laughs> well, the other thing we did there, Timmy, two, a Formula 3, Mark Webber um, put us, gave us a hot lap um, in a Formula 3 car, and that was what, one of the most frightening experiences of my life, how quickly these things go through the corners, they throw them around. Yeah, um, it's a really, really physical thing, and... I got out looking very, very white, mate, that's for sure. Some
0: people love this stuff, absolutely love it. Over the years of Wild World of Sports and today's show, I was in various race cars, and I I must admit, every time I got in, I felt like the muesli was coming straight back up. (laughs) That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors.
1: Yeah, fantastic sponsors in main haircare. That's M-A-N-E mainhaircare.com.
0: And our great producer, Mr. Dan McHugh, back tomorrow
1: with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.